Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Ominous Origins Podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this episode is still brought to you by the wonderful people over at MorbidlyBeautiful.com. Morbidly Beautiful is your one-stop shop for all things horror content related from interviews, reviews, top 10 lists, and of course, everything in between. Now, I must apologize for this episode being a little bit late. I started a new job, as I may have mentioned a few weeks back, and it's been kind of crazy. Not gonna lie, there's been a lot of drama, there's been a lot of ups and downs with it. Mostly ups, but uh, with the recent events that occurred over the past week, my hours have drastically increased, so yeah, uh, I wasn't able to get one up this past week. I do apologize, but we're back now, and we have an interesting tale of demons, possession, and poltergeists, just for you. This is the drummer of Tedworth. It's reported as one of England's first, if not the first, reported sighting of a poltergeist in the country. But more on that now, with the demon drummer of Tedworth. Ominous. Ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Ominous. You might be able to hear that chirping in the background. That's my little bird buddy, Jasper. He won't shut up this morning, so there's also that to deal with. It's fun living in a one-bedroom apartment with animals that make a lot of noise. Anyway, let's just continue on right now with this drummer of Tedworth. What was it? What's the story behind it? And why is it so important to the history of demons? Which isn't even this series, but, you know, it's kind of there anyway. Now, as a species, mankind has always been obsessed with things that go bump in the night. There's no secret to that. We tell campfire stories, we write it down in books, we just like to scare the pants off of one another. It's a history and it's a tradition that's gone on for thousands and thousands of years. Now in the 17th century, a case of poltergeistism, is that even a word? I don't know, popped up in the city of Tedworth in Britain. Now it's gone on to be known as the Demon Drummer of Tedworth and it is one of the earliest recorded ghost stories in the country. Many believe it's also very true. Now, what was the Demon Drummer of Tedworth? Great question. Now, a lot of this information is going to come from ancientorigins.net. It's one of my favorite websites to get information from. Now, the Demon Drummer of Tedworth is often attributed as being the first recorded encounter with a poltergeist in England. Now, what just exactly is a poltergeist? Well, most of you should know this by now, especially if you've been listening to this podcast at all. You should have an interest in the supernatural. But for those of you who may be brand new... A poltergeist, by definition, is a type of ghost responsible for physical disturbances. So you know when uh, your planter flies off the shelf or your lamp explodes for no reason? That's a poltergeist. That is them making their presence known. They tend to make loud noises, move objects, and generally make a huge nuisance of themselves. Most cultures seem to have some version of a poltergeist in their own folklore, and they have records of poltergeist activity dating back to the 1st century AD, so ghosts have been dicks for a very, very long time. As with most spirituality and supernatural activity, there is a pocket of history where they became more popular. We can think of witches and their time and their not-so-great time, and poltergeists have their own popularity amongst the 17th century as well. But why? Why then? Well, the popularity of the drummer of Tedworth probably has something to do with that popularity. Details vary from different accounts, and the tale has 
likely been sensationalized both at the time and, well, since history has gone on as well. However, the story goes a little something like this. In 1661, John Mompesson, who was a magistrate at the time, was visiting Luxure Hall in Wiltshire, England. Now, while there, he ran across a local vagrant, also known as a homeless guy, hobo, bum, whatever you want to fucking call it, called William Drury. There had been many complaints in the area that Drury had been annoying the locals. Drury had been playing his drum nonstop and begging for money. Mompesson got himself involved here, and upon confronting, Drury discovered that Drury's busking permit was fake. Surprise, surprise. As a direct result of this, the local bailiff took away Drury's drum, but the whole case never went to court. After doing his quote-unquote good deed for the day and taking away a homeless man's only means of livelihood, Mompson went home to Tedworth. Unfortunately for him, when he got home, he found that the bailiff had, for some unknown reason, forwarded the drum to Momsen's home. So what happens when a homeless man's drum set shows up at your front door? Well, if you've ever seen any movie ever made that has anything to do with haunted objects, you're fucked. The haunting started pretty normally with just some scary noises, some bumps in the night, some maybe little tippity taps of those drums echoing throughout the house. The family claimed they were plagued by very strange knocks and bangs, which were of course attributed with ghostly drumming. As time went on, the haunting appeared to intensify. After a month of near constant hauntings, the family was suitably terrified. Mompesson had tried to chase away the ghost with a pistol because that works, and naturally it didn't work at all. But, you know, you had to try because big man, big gun, that's how that works. Guns solve all the problems in the world. Just ask America. I digress. Things started to become more sinister, however, when the hauntings began to focus on Mompesson's children's room. Loud screeching came from under their bed. The beds themselves would shake, and worst of all, the children would begin to levitate several feet above their beds. On one occasion, six men endeavored to hold the children down, but they all failed. Six men at once could not hold this poltergeist back. Just like the pistol had no effect surprise surprise the haunting went on for two years and the demon poltergeist had in some way a short attention span while seemingly tied to the house it soon moved on to mompas and staff objects would levitate around them and the children would be levitated from their beds or even pinned to their beds unable to move as time went on the haunting appeared to become more mischievous as well people's bedclothes would be pulled down while they slept and objects would be moved around rooms but the worst of the haunting seemed to have been abated. Of course, this is the 17th century, so take a lot of this with a grain of salt. And Mompesson got a priest involved, naturally, because that's the only thing you can do when you have a poltergeist. And the priest came after not just Mompesson got him involved. However, the neighbors, who apparently were very sleep-deprived from all the shit that was going on, were like, yeah, get in there and cleanse this beast, please. Now, the incessant drumming meant no one was getting any sleep, including neighbors and people in the neighborhood because it was so loud. The priest supposedly found that when they all prayed, the sound and the drumming would stop. But as soon as the praying stopped, the noises would come back worse than ever. It seemed that the demon drummer of Tedworth was not a fan, and like some old neighbors of mine, every time I told them to be quiet, well, guess what they did? They ran up and down the hallway with pots and pans like children! Because that's what adults do, and that's a true story. I wish I was fucking lying, but I'm not. So these demons are like bad roommates or bad neighbors in an apartment building. It just sucks. 
Now, what are the theories and explanations for what actually happened in this haunting? Well, the first theory is obviously that Drury was a wizard. Now, at the time, Drury, that homeless man, remember, received all the blame. It was his drum kit that kicked all this shit off anyway. He would eventually admit to having essentially cursed Mompesson. He claimed that the haunting was his revenge for Mompesson's confiscation of his drum and his livelihood. If Mompesson would only return his drum, the haunting would stop. If we take this line of thinking, then the demon drummer is no poltergeist, but some kind of curse or demon or some other kind of hex. Its dislike for priests and the habitation of hiding Bibles would support this. Eventually, Jury was tried as a wizard and convicted. As was the English habit at the time, he was shipped off to the colonies in Pennsylvania. It appears that around the same time, the hauntings finally came to a stop. The second major theory here is that it was simply a hoax. The prevalent theory, and it is the prevalent theory, isn't that demons existed, but the drummer of Tedworth was just nothing more than a hoax. Some experts at the time, if you can even have experts in the field of poltergeistism, when there really weren't any at the time, such as Joseph Glanville, who was a clergyman and proto-demonologist, blamed the children. It's thought that since the majority of the hauntings happened in the kids' rooms, that the kids would be to blame. Naturally, it's a fair point, I guess. The rest can be chalked up to good old-fashioned hysteria and religious fervor, which again makes a degree of sense. Think back to the dancing plague that I covered a long, long time ago. One person just starts dancing crazy and says that they're infected by something and then everybody else kind of does it. It's just a mass hysteria movement. It can happen. Another kind of pseudo-theory that falls under this one is that Drury's friends helped get him some revenge. It's thought that perhaps Drury got some old friends in on the prank and they all made it their life's mission to ruin Mompesson's life for a couple of years. That kind of falls in between Drury's a wizard and it was a hoax because if they didn't know and he actually did this, then Drury was the architect of the haunting and the family thought it was demons, but it wasn't. So there's part of a hoax, part of a prank. I don't know. The last theory here is that it was gypsies, either playing a prank or harnessing some of that terrifying gypsy magic. That sounds very racist. Good job, ancientorigins.net. Now, around the same time as the hauntings began, Mompesson had royally irritated a local group of gypsies after having one of their band arrested. So it seems like this guy was just not a popular dude amongst people of a nomadic or homeless lifestyle, be it by choice or not. And he seemed to get their anger in their sights. I mean, that's kind of the way a magistrate works, I guess, back in the days. You are a narc, you're a snitch, and nobody likes you. It's a shame. He's just doing his job. Nevertheless, what or who was really responsible for what happened in Tedworth? Well, the short answer is we have no fucking clue. We're dealing with a time frame where there wasn't a lot of paperwork. There wasn't a lot of reporting to be done. And really, there wasn't a lot of science available to really nail down what was going on in the house. Investigative techniques probably involved nothing more than going in and being like, yep, your house is haunted. So it's really unsolved at this point. We don't know if somebody was doing this to the family or we don't know if the family was making it all up. Was the drum really cursed? I mean, if you believe the court of law, then yeah, Drury was a wizard. He was convicted and sent to Pennsylvania, which I guess was like a death sentence at the, I don't know what it was really at the time but I guess if you're a wizard and you're headed over to Puritan country you're probably not going to last very long 
However, we have to kind of look at the most likely scenario, which is, yes, that sadly somebody was just fucking with Mompison. He had a habit of pissing off the less fortunate, and they probably took the revenge on him. More likely than not, that's exactly what happened. Though we can't rule out the power of suggestion now, can we? If you believe hard enough that an object is cursed, then, well, maybe every little thing that goes wrong or every little noise you hear happens to be that cursed object. Now, were the kids really floating and levitating off the floor? I highly doubt it. But did they hear some bumps in the night? Did they hear some drumming, perhaps, from, I don't know, maybe a band practicing on the street in a few houses away and just attributed it to being haunted? Eh, that's a possibility, too. This is a time where superstition ran rampant. You couldn't really go down the street without somebody believing somebody was a witch or there was a religious fanatic on the corner shouting about Jesus or whatever the case might be. I mean, times haven't really changed all that much, I guess, when that comes into play. But regardless, it's one of those things where you believe kind of what you want to believe. And maybe the family believes that they were truly haunted. Maybe they believe that Drury had some powers. And maybe it's just all bullshit. But that's it for me this week. I'm sorry it's a little bit of a shorter episode. As I said, work has been crazy. So hopefully I'll find some more time to get some better, higher quality episodes up for you. But I'd rather something than nothing, and I hope you feel the same. But that's all I got for you. My name is Casey, and this has been the Ominous Origins Podcast. If you like what you heard, please feel free to leave a five-star rating on Spotify. Any five-star ratings will get a shout-out on the show if you message me on any social media platform saying, hey... I left a nice little five-star rating. It's been a while since we got one, so any new ones would be fantastic. You can also leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and any five-star ratings there. We'll once again get a shout-out on the show, and I'll read out what you said and all that kind of fun stuff. As for those social media channels, you can find me on Twitter at HorrorShotsProd, as in production, on Instagram at OminousOriginsPod, or on Facebook at HorrorShots. So, until... Next time.